Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Good morning and Merry Christmas. Yep, the day after Thanksgiving is when we start wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. And so I'm wishing for you today a very, very Merry Christmas. Would it shock you this morning if I said that I think that we're in danger of losing Christmas? I don't mean like losing Christmas, Christmas, but losing the reality of Christmas, losing the essence of what Christmas is all about. Christmas is probably the biggest and most popular of all of our holidays, but I still think that the meaning of Christmas is in jeopardy just the same. A subtle but sure erosion has been eating away at the season's true significance at least the last 50 years in my own lifetime. You may wonder, like, what are you talking about? After all, isn't Christmas the one time every year when people of every persuasion, every religion, um, every non-religion celebrate the highest of human values, things like love, charity, brotherhood, and kindness. We put everything else on hold while we gather together with our families to give each other gifts and commemorate a holiday. When all is said and done, doesn't that capture the essence of Christmas? Not quite. Not quite. It's on the right track, but not the total essence of Christmas. Obviously, those things are certainly good, wholesome virtues. They are, however, uh, small vestiges of the real meaning of Christmas. What Christmas is really about is the birth of Jesus. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, the promised Messiah, who came, as I shared yesterday, to save his people from their sins, according to the angel speaking to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, verse number 21. So if it's not immediately clear to you that that truth transcends all others, then I want you to hang in there for the rest of these podcasts this week. I want to strongly encourage us to recognize in a conscious way, similar to the way we developed a mindset of gratitude in the last month that it takes time to develop a habit. It takes um, effort to develop a habit when you're trying to rethink or retrain your mind on how to think. And so as we look to Christmas, I want to encourage you and to encourage me to every single day between now and Christmas Day to recognize the fact not only that Jesus came, not only where Jesus came, not only to whom Jesus came, not only when Jesus came, but why Jesus came. Jesus himself said, the Son of Man came to give his life a ransom for many. And that's what we're talking about this week. I shared yesterday very briefly that a ransom has three aspects to it. Ransom has a captive, 
A ransom has a payment and a ransom has a release. Long story short of it is we were all captive to sin, Satan, death, hell, all that bad stuff. And Jesus himself paid the price for our sin. And we're going to develop that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, so I want you to come back. So Jesus Christ did what no one else could do. He paid the payment for our sin. He gave his life a ransom that we might be released from the grip of sin, the grip of Satan, and the grip of the powers of hell. So I want you to, to encourage you to recognize every, every day this Christmas season why Jesus came. I mentioned briefly yesterday that we have a, had a tendency to mythologize the Christmas story, to mythologize it. Like there are certain myths that we have tended over the years to take as truths of the biblical Christmas story. Singers and storytellers have uh, embellished the legend of the first Christmas so much that most people don't know its details are biblical and which are simply fabricated. Traditions turn the outnumbered visitors from the east into three kings, has given each of them names, popular songs, place animals in the stable and personify them like characters uh, in a storybook. We usually imagine the manger scene with snow, singing angels, many worshipers, and a little drummer boy, none of which is found in the biblical account, none of which is necessarily evil, but it's been mythologized. None are in the biblical account. Did you know, for example, that the Magi, the wise men, didn't really visit Jesus the night of his birth? What? Yeah. Scripture tells us they found him in a house, Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. This might have Happened weeks, even months, maybe a year or two after Jesus was born. The men probably weren't kings, but there is an indication that there is there's actually more than three of them. So a lot of myths have surrounded Christmas that we've kind of just embraced. None of them, again, necessarily wrong or bad. They're just myths. And then not only have we mythologized Christmas, we have secularized Christmas. Christmas has become the ultimate holiday for committed hedonists. I mean, a hedonist, just, just eat, drink, and be merry. Drunken parties, self-indulgences, crazy spending, going into debt, obscene gluttony. Um, just You've seen the way people celebrate at Christmas. So we've secularized Christmas, and we've kind of squeezed Jesus out of Christmas. I read a story several years ago about a wealthy Boston family who had a christening party for their new baby. So they invited all their friends and relatives to the magnificent home to celebrate the christening. About a half hour into the party, when it was time to bring the baby out for everyone to see, the mother made a tragic discovery. The large bed in the spare bedroom where she had left the baby asleep was piled high with the coats of the guests. You see, the guests had come in and just not thinking threw their coats on the bed. The baby was lying underneath, unfortunately, dead underneath the mound, suffocated by the carelessly discarded coats and wraps. That, I believe, is a real picture of what Christmas has become in our country but I'm saying for you, and, for you and me, let's don't let that be for us. Let's don't allow 
the comings and goings and celebrations to squeeze Jesus out of Christmas. That christening party, the baby was the guest of honor, the baby was to be celebrated, and the people missed the baby in the celebration. So let's don't miss Jesus this Christmas.